starting a company is really scary, but I was like, you know, if all else fails, at least I will have a bra I like wearing. everyone welcome to the latest episode of the finding fearless podcast this is your host madeline reeves and i'm really thrilled about the episode we've got for you today um this episode was inspired first and foremost by following someone on social media so our guest today is Lindsay berenger and Lindsay is the owner creator designer founder behind bear bras which is a company that is focused on creating amazing, fun, comfortable nursing bras and also now regular bras for women. And I came across Lindsay a long time ago on social media and kind of followed her and just appreciated the honesty she brought to her posting style and, you know, the fact that she was taking her brand a a product essentially and using it as a platform for women's empowerment and using it as a platform to um, support women's rights to nurse in public and just be badass and be tough as moms and own it and those are things that I'm all about if you know anything about me as a human being and so I just really wanted to give a chance to have a wider conversation with Lindsay if I'm being totally honest maybe I felt like deep down her and I would connect and become friends, and we have, which is awesome, and this podcast gives me a platform to just connect with other women in that way, so I hope you enjoy Lindsay's story as much as I did when I was recording it. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Lindsay Berenger. Welcome everybody to the Finding Fearless podcast. Today we have with us Lindsay Beringer. Lindsay is the founder and designer behind Bear Bras, which if you don't know about them, they're like the world's most amazing, comfortable nursing bras that I'm officially obsessed with. So welcome, Lindsay. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. That's a very nice opening. I appreciate that. We also make non-nursing bras now for uh, women who aren't nursing anymore or for people like my mom who just want to also be comfy and cool, I guess. That's awesome. That's so funny. I was looking at your Instagram this morning and I was like, I hope I can still wear these when I'm done nursing a baby, which I was just going to wear my regular Yeah, I mean, I stopped nursing over a year ago and I still wear all my nursing bras, all the ones I made nursing bras. and. I don't care. And actually, I play with the clips. It's now part of my, like, my fidget lifestyle. Yeah, it's like mom fidget spinner. (laughs) Yeah, my mom fidget spinner, my nursing clips. I can't go without it. (laughs) I love it. So I wanted to kick off the podcast because, you know, obviously, we're, we're just getting to know each other here. And I wanted to start by, like, you just telling me a little bit of your personal story. Like, tell me about your life and your journey to adulthood and kind of what led you to becoming the woman you are today, both as an entrepreneur and a mom and a human being, all those things. Oh, no big deal. (laughs) No big deal. deal. Um, Well, I was born in Baltimore and I love Baltimore so much. I was born at Johns Hopkins. But then when I was about three, my dad took a job in St. Croix in the Virgin Islands to build um, real estate down there, some condominiums. 
Um, and my mom being an attorney, she was like, you're not leaving me with a two year old and twins in diapers because my little brother and sister are twins, two years younger than me to go to the Virgin Islands two weeks a year or a month. So I'm going with you. <laughs> we all moved to the Virgin Islands and that's where I essentially grew up. Um, and my mom being an attorney, she's a very strong woman, all about like empowering women, women's rights, climbing the corporate ladders, breaking glass ceilings. She just is like, you know, take no shit person. And that is basically where I got my drive, I think. And also mm. my dad's like hardworking um, nature, you know, being a real estate developer, you get paid like if a project goes well, maybe two years after you started it. So it's all about hard work and determination. Um, and through all that, we um, ended up moving back to Maryland after some hurricanes, which uh, you guys now know are still a big deal down there. But we went through three when I was in my early teens. Um, and so when we moved back to the States, I kind of just, you know, I wanted to get married and have a baby. And after that all happened, um, you know, I was nursing and I never really gave much thought to like nursing or breastfeeding in public or anything. It was just like natural that, you know, I just assumed I would breastfeed. And so when I got into that world and went to find nursing bras and found to th them to all be super dated and they only came in black white and beige and most people call beige nude and being from the virgin islands where most of my friends and family are black like calling a beige bra nude is just mind-boggling to me i don't understand it it's not the same skin color for everyone so it's not inclusive at all and it just seemed like it was just the most outdated but yet most necessary th thing for moms and it just didn't make sense to me why no one had updated it. Mm -hmm. And then when my sister started making fun of me for how hideous they were, because my bra is literally always showing, um, I was like, you know, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Somebody has to do something. So I uh, designed and developed and manufactured a new bra. Because wow. if anything, the bottom line, it, and then, you know, Starting a company is really scary, but I was like, you know, if all else fails, at least I will have a bra I like wearing. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. No, it's it's interesting. I think a lot of women entrepreneurs are solving problems for themselves first, and yeah. I think there's a lot of incredible mom entrepreneurs out there who just looked at things that they were needing to do in their daily lives, whether that was nursing a baby or feeding a baby or you know, what the baby was wearing or, or what have you. And you were like, right. this is stupid, basically. Yeah, like, why hasn't someone fixed this yet? Yeah, exactly. So what, tell me about the trajectory of the company. So you, you know, you just set out and you're like, okay, I'm going to make myself a bra. Did you know how to sew? Did you, you know, and then how did that unfold? I have never sewed a stitch in my entire life. My husband is from West Virginia and he's really good at sewing, but I digress. He does not sew the bras either. What I did was just, I have a bunch of Sharpies. I started drawing what I wanted okay. and then I started researching um, a factory in the United States that would take me on as an idea. A lot of places will take you on once you already have a tech pack yeah. or, you know, blueprints of your bra and, you know, you have everything planned out already. And I needed to find somebody that 
would take me on in the in the development stages, which was not an easy feat, I will tell you. You know, most things are made overseas now, so to find a factory in the United States was close to impossible. Um, and having maybe 20 doors shut in my face because of the stages I was at, I finally found someone in Baltimore, of all places. So... I was able to drive to appointments twice a week to meet with them to develop the bra. And that took us, I would say a year to find all the different materials, to make samples, to make changes to the samples, to make them over again, you know, change out materials. I mean, it was a, a process we took really seriously and we really wanted the end product to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, and then once we decided that we liked the bra all together, I mean, I, th- there was a team of us doing this, our de- my development team. We had to launch a Kickstarter to fund the project. Um, and that was in April of 2017. Okay. We launched a Kickstarter. Wow. And how much was that initial request for? How much were you hoping to get funded? Uh, I wanted, I asked for 26000 and I think we raised you know, 27,000. Like it was a struggle. (laughs) I know that Kickstarter is easy for some people. They like go to, they launch it, they go to sleep the next day. It's been funded like times a thousand. Mm -hmm. I don't know where those people like how those people exist. I don't, you know, I've seen them on Shark Tank or whatever, but you know, getting people to fund a project they've never heard of before was really hard. And Mm -hmm. uh, making it to the finish lane was a struggle, but we did it. And Mm -hmm. we had, you know, somewhat like, 200 backers or I don't, I don't remember but it was amazing and getting funded was one of the most like powerful days of my life I was like crying and you know it was like okay we're really doing this there's no turning back now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that, and that must have been so big because you know after a year of kind of probably I mean I don't know you probably had kind of kept it under their wraps it was totally under like an incubation stage almost and then Absolutely. you guys put it out in the world and have it received, I'm sure felt pretty damn good. We tried to build hype before the launch of the Kickstarter. So by the time we did launch, people would at least knew know like what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we live entirely on social media. And as you know, you know, that's an beast all of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like another full-time job. So trying to grow on social media is hard. And then, you know, you have your Kickstarter and development and everything, but it's been a really exciting journey. I've met so many women along the way who have helped me, who have like extraordinary expertise. And uh, it's been just an incredibly enlightening experience. And I'm still not a sewer, but uh, <laughs> I now know how to like touch things and say, yeah, that feels good. And mm-hmm. yeah, that looks good. And yeah, that like stretches well, you know, mm-hmm. so um that alone has gotten me this far, I guess. So since since last April, you know, it's over a year now. Like, what what has unfolded for the business? So you got funded, and then you had to go out and make a bunch of them. I'm assuming, or an initial order. Like, what did that? And then how did that all unfold? Yep. So as soon as we were funded, I went ahead and. Once I kind of realized we were going to get funded, I scheduled production and I went ahead and got a loan from my parents and bought all the materials in bulk um, so I could start production the moment we were funded and then repay everybody. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wanted to get all the orders out within a month after we started production and after we funded the Kickstarter. So we were funded like mid-May and by the end of June, every single order had been out. And then we launched our website. Um, and I have this amazing digital guy in my life who I've now like kept on a payroll because I can't like live without him, but he (laughs) built me the most like amazing website ever and uh we now live in the digital age um so we are now on amazon and just our own website with free shipping and everything because you know i literally buy everything on amazon so i wanted to emulate it as much as possible so we do free shipping everything goes out same day and so that's where our business lives now and it has been growing every month um a lot of word of mouth and the social media platform has been growing and that's kind of just how we've been doing it so far is just one day at a time. Yeah. That's so, that's so awesome though, because like for me that, I mean, that's, that's how I came across you with social media and I can't remember like the original post I stumbled across, but I think it was probably something, something related to either like pregnancy or nursing or, you know, female empowerment kind of stuff is kind of the sphere I'm always hovering around. that's our our community now on instagram is like the women empowerment body positivity normalized breastfeeding we all kind of exist in this sphere on instagram Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's very supportive and i just love kind of like digitally existing in there yeah yeah so did you always see yourself as an entrepreneur like was that were you just kind of one of those people waiting for the idea to hit you or do were you more of like an accidental entrepreneur? Um, I think that I've always been somewhat of an entrepreneur, but never put much thought into it or effort into it. I just, I kind of feel like a, a Jack or a Jane of all trades. Like when I put my mind something, I know I can do it. Um, I just, I liked watching MacGyver when I was growing up and he could just figure out anything, you know, he was like, I'm going to do this. So I do. And I kind of like that. And, uh, so when I was younger, I used to like paint rocks and then sell them on the side of the road. And then when I was a little bit older in my twenties, I was making jewelry and that was kind of popular for a while. I had like an Etsy page, but I never really like thought of it as being as major as it is today. I mean, developing bras is definitely the most major entrepreneurial thing I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that spirit has always kind of been in me. I mean, you can't really just become an entrepreneur one day. I think you're just like born with that kind of personality that you just like self-driven because no one else is going to motivate you. You got to do it yourself. Even when things are terrible, (laughs) things are terrible a lot. You know, you have to come up with a lot of money. You have to, you know, deal with, product failure you have to deal with all these problems and then still somehow self-motivate to continue forward and that is you know really really difficult and I think entrepreneurs uh possess that trait of being able to see the positive even though everything's on fire (laughs) I love that like I it's interesting though because when I commute to work now I ride like a ferry boat and it's like a 35 minute ride and I look around and there's a lot of people on there who they're like so content to like ride their little ferry boat and go to their little office and do their job and come home. And that's it. That's like all yeah. they want. 
And yeah. I think about it sometimes because I'm like, man, that's got to be, I, I don't even know what that's like. Like, I just don't. Monotonous. I, yeah. I, I think that's the thing. I would get so bored. And sometimes I like, I wonder, I'm like, okay, you know, if I was to take some things off my plate, I would have more time, but then what would I do? You know, could I be happy with just like that routine? I don't think so. I know. I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I mean, my mom always jokes that I was bored to not be tied to a desk or tethered to a desk. And I just, I could not live that lifestyle. You know, the rush hour, the sitting at a desk, the getting off at five, going home and like all those things, you know, Mm -hmm. I just want, to be more creative and have more, you know, challenges in my life and every day to be a little different and definitely is when you are struggling to make a business survive. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you know that the business was going to work? Like, did you have any moments along the way where you're like, okay, we've made it, you know, or <laughs> like, have I, don't even know if I'm, I don't even know if I'm at that point yet. You know, who knows? Yeah. Um, I I always expected, I guess, to fail, and then I just have the faith to keep going anyway. I, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I just, you know, every day when I get a positive review or someone sends me a message or something and they're like, oh, my God, this is life-changing, I'm literally bewildered and humbled every single time because I keep expecting this to just be like, this was a terrible idea. You just wasted, you know, all this money you could have spent on your daughter's college. And, you know, what were you thinking? But then every day we get positive feedback that what we're doing is really helping women to feel like more comfortable. And it's amazing to me because I can't even believe we've made it as far as we have. And if we make it farther, that would be incredible. But I, you know, just like I said, taking it one day at a time, just trying to do the best I can. I'm just trying to develop a, a good product and provide the best customer service that I can and see where that gets me. So how do you fulfill orders so quickly? Because I was just thinking about it. And one, you said you fulfilled your Kickstarter in a month, which is amazing, I might add. Because last time I, I got something on Kickstarter, it was like this golf ball thing because my husband's obsessed with golf. And they fulfilled it three months after their fulfillment date, which was like six months out. So I was like a little pissed about that. So the fact that you got everything out in a month is amazing, but you same day ship everything. Are you just like at home, just filling Like, how does that work? Like a freaking machine, like a machine, a hustle, a hustle life. I don't know. Like, just like you said, you were annoyed that this other product that you purchased took three months to come out. I didn't want anyone to ever feel annoyed about anything we were doing. Mm. I never wanted that. So I just wanted to make sure if we were going to do this, you know, especially since nursing is a limited time frame for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to put the bras out as, as soon as possible. So that's why I got, once I realized we were going to get funded, I took out a loan and started the production process like immediately. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, I set up <laughs> in our house, you know, uh, a line, one person stuffs the bags, other person puts the label on, other person seals it, you know, and so mm-hmm. it was kind of like a our little line, and we just pumped out like all the orders as soon as they they were finished, and I don't know how we did it, but uh there was no way I wanted to get a bad review. That's like my goal in life is to make sure every customer is happy, even though that even if that means like they eventually get a free bra or you know 
I give them full refunds or whatever, whatever the scenario is, I, it's my goal to make sure every single person that has interacted with my company is happy. Yeah. Um, so there was no way I was going to be like, yeah, you'll have it in six months. People be like, F you, I stopped breastfeeding like three months ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. It's interesting. Like I was reading this article earlier this week and it talked about how basically like data shows that even though female founded companies get way less funding, they're like three times as likely to succeed and be profitable as male ventures. And the article was like super data driven. And so it was like, you know, going into all of these, like, well, their cash flow and all these things. And I'm like, the thing is like women oftentimes like don't like failure is not an option. Like not, not an option. You know, like it's already so much harder to get the funding, to get attention on your brand, to to make something that in the world's eyes is still considered a niche product, even though like 50% of the population is female and like the vast majority of them will have kids and the potential breastfeeding their life team. Yeah, half of them are women and all of them wear bras. It's like... Yeah, but it's like there's still this, this conception that anything for women is niche, which is hilarious to me. But like from the sounds of it, you, I mean, you knew you had a good thing conceptually because you needed it. And then I'm sure, did you talk to other women too and ask like, what would you want out of a nursing bra in that design? Absolutely. I mean, once we came up, once I, you know, I always say we, because it makes it sound like the company is more legit. But I, I mean, honestly, it's all, once I came up with the idea, I was just passing it by like, you know, random people, I'd be getting massaged. So yeah, I think I'm going to do this. She'd be like, that's a great idea. I'm like, you think so? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And then every single person I talked to would be like, yeah, I cannot believe that doesn't exist already. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed like a no brainer. Like it had to happen. And then, and then once it just annoyed the crap out of me that it didn't exist already, like I now just feel like it's my mission to make it happen. (laughs) You know, like women deserve to have bras that are way better than what are offered to them right now and the fact that that doesn't already exist is just like blows my mind I mean you have the option of a hideous beige bra that does not match every skin color or you have sexy nursing bras that were clearly designed by men and if not I don't want to offend any women who own companies you know with your sexy nursing bras that's cool too but like once a baby is removed from your body, whether it's through your stomach or, you know, ripped from your vagina, no one is crawling across the bed and their sexy nursing bra. Okay. That's <laughs> not a thing. So why, why are those our only options? Okay. So I'm going to name a name here because it's just hilarious to me. There's a brand that I'm, I'm uh, like 99% sure is male founded called Hot Milk. Have you yeah, seen that? I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. I was just like, when I saw, because I, I'll be honest, when I had my son, I was like out there on the Googles being like, what, is, you know, it's been six years since I had my last kids. There's got to be something better out there. And right. so I was looking, and I don't think I t- even typed in sexy, but I like typed in cute or like some sort of word that was like, not just your beige nursing bra. And right. this company comes up and I go on their website and I was, I was offended by it personally. Like, I, was <laughs> awesome. like, I mean, like I want to determine my sexuality on my own terms. Like there is already enough pressures on moms to like look a certain way after having a baby 
and drop the weight and be attractive to your husband right away and you know like bounce back to this like sexual being which is not realistic I mean we're all sleep deprived we're covered in spit up we have milk leaking out of our boobs you know most people have stitches in their vagina nobody's wearing sexy nursing bras with matching panties and like all this I just it I you know this is exactly why I started this company because it frustrates me so much you know we are human beings we are not just sex objects we want something that it when it shows it's not hideous but it's also functional and comfortable and makes us feel like a real live human being and you know sexy nursing I mean is lace even comfortable I'm pretty sure it isn't because every single time I have it under my arms I'm like am I chasing like what is happening yeah I I just I can't with that no I, offense to the people who started Hot Milk because, you know, they're very popular and, and more power to you, but, like, it's just not for me. Well, and, and that's the thing is, like, at the end of the day, there should be more options than sad beige bra and sexy hot bra. Like, there yeah, should be there's more. There's got to be a happy medium. Exactly. So, so tell me about your prints because this is one of my favorite things about your company is that you have – like the bra I got has unicorns on it and which is my fave other than the mermaid so when I opened it up there was like that unicorn sticker in it too and my six-year-old about lost his mind he was like give that to me I need that (laughs) I sometimes try to include extra stickers knowing people have kids and they're going to be taken like right away Oh yeah, it was it was swiped right away. It, it's on like a school notebook now, which Aww. he he didn't even care that it was for a bra company, which I was so proud. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute! But Why is it like unicorns are the real heroes. Exactly. Like, so how do you come up with the prints? Like, because I know I've seen some things on social media where you've been like kind of hinting at them. Do you crowdsource? Like, where do you get those ideas from? I don't know. Um... The mermaid print was, I did not develop it, it. You know, I found it from the place I get fabric and I loved it so much. And I was like, you know, mermaids are awesome, but so are unicorns. And I didn't want to like get a unicorn print someone else had made. I wanted something that was uniquely to our brand. Um, and I didn't want anything like frou-frou-y looking, you know, the whole idea behind bear bras is that I kind of feel like an angry mama bear that's like, I'm going to do what I want and you can't stop me. And so I wanted our unicorn print to kind of reflect that too. And it, in my mind kind of looks like a tattoo flash, you know, with like exactly. arrows and, uh, it's like black, white, pink, and it's a little more edgy than like your standard, like rainbow unicorn print. but you know, I think moms who are roughing it in life with all the things that we put up with and have to deal with, you know, we are a little edgy. Um, and I also thought, I mean, for the prints in general, babies get such cute prints on all their clothes and all the swaddles and all the things. Why don't we have cute prints too? You know, your baby is staring at this bra like all day while it's nursing. Why can't it be cute too? Mm. So I thought a cute print for the babies or the mommies just seemed necessary so I had the um, unicorn designed and then we had the milkshake designed because I couldn't get that song out of my head uh my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard so I'm thinking my milkshake brings all the babies to the yard because they're milk you know you've milk in your boobs and I don't know it just kind of made sense and to be honest I had all this red uh elastic left over I needed to do something with so 
I guess that's where it comes from. Just like trying to make things work. But I love that. I love that. Cause like for, for me, like, I'll be honest, like I'm still, you know, you're rocking mom bod. And so like a lot of the clothes that I'm wearing these days, like I just, I can't bring myself to like buy stuff that isn't, that is new in like the size I'm in right now because I'm in between and I know it's just going to keep changing, but right. for me to, to buy a bra that fits well and I can justify it because it's a necessity for nursing, but like that feels special and looks special. And like, it's kind of like, you know, the secret thing that I've got, like, and when it shows it's even cooler. Too. Like babies get so many gifts. Like this is a gift for moms when the baby's getting all the gifts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love it. Okay. So I've got to ask you what, what, like, cause you went out to go and build this brand and, and, you know, at first it was to solve you, but now that you have, you know, this, this business, what do you, what would you say are like the values behind your business in terms of like your goals and also the, the message you want to be spreading for women everywhere who come in contact with your brand? My goal is to just support women in whatever stage they're in. If you breastfeed, great. If you formula feed, great. You know, you never had kids, great. You know, whatever a woman chooses to do is their choice and I support it. But I just think, you know, you deserve to also be comfortable and have a product that makes you feel like yourself. Like maybe you love wearing green. Why aren't there green nursing bras? You know, why aren't there, you know, things that reflect people's personalities? Um, And my goal is really just to make people happy. And that's really just all I want to do is make women happy. And I think happy women, you know, can be so much more powerful and influential to everybody around them. And, uh, our goal, I guess, is just to grow and make more people happy. So I got to ask you this. What do you think is the best thing about running like a really female forward brand? Because that's how I see you. I see you as like, again, you're in this like body positivity space. You're in this, you know, pro breastfeeding space. Like what, is, what do you love about being in that kind of female forward position in the market? Women are so supportive of each other when given the opportunity, you know, when we are not impacted by trying to look hot for our partner or, you know, when we're not trying to look hot for society, when we're being real people, you know, we're so deep and so full of love. I just really enjoy the space I'm in right now. Women are amazing. And to empower them and see what happens when a woman blossoms like into her own is just incredible. And we're not, you know, fueled by the approval of men or anything like that. We're doing this for ourselves. You know, we did not design a bra that will make men happy. And, you know, I feel like a lot of sexy nursing bras are for that. They're made for men. Um, and to live in a space that's just for women is, is, it feels safe. It feels empowering. Um, I just really like being here, you know, no offense to men because I'm married to a wonderful man and my husband is a, a great person. My dad's a great guy. My brother's amazing, but like, you know, I feel, feel like there's a lot of pressure when, 
you're catering to both sexes. And right now, just trying to live in a world where we are trying to build up other women is familiar to me. And it's a place where I feel comfortable, you know, you know, from my mom being the feminist that she is, like, this is a place I feel comfortable where we just lift other women up. We don't tear them down. And I think that's one of the things is like, I, I think, you know, as unfortunate and frustrating as global circumstances are right now, I think that women are realizing the power of, um, of banding together and of lifting each other up. And I feel like we finally are starting to see the light that like this, this idea of competition is like not our own. It's something that was kind of put on us by men and the whole, like all the competition comes down to this scarcity mentality. There's not enough jobs. So you've got to be in competition or there's not enough men out there. So you've got to compete for their attention. Right. And like, we're all realizing that's bullshit, you know, and we don't have to compete with one another. And in fact, we're a lot happier and better and, you know, more empowered and whole when we are in cooperation with one another. And yeah, we don't have to compete with one or, and with one another. There is space for all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought that it would be a competitive place to be on Instagram as a brand because other brands would be trying to, like, you know, take that space or whatever. But there is space for both of us. There's space for all the brands. There's space for everybody. I mean, women don't own one thing. Mm-hmm. They shop for lots of different things, you know, so there's space for everyone. And, and once everyone, you know, we all realize that, then people stop being competitive and it's just a much more friendly place and, and people can open up and be themselves. And I don't know, it's incredible when, when you take away all those social pressures, yeah. what, what you can really find. Well, and I think the cool thing about Instagram too, is you have a way to like find your people, like find your tribe. Yeah. And- you know, like through hashtags or through the type of content you're sharing, suddenly, you know, you'll be connected to people who you never would have known prior, but it also as a brand allows you to be like really clear in your messaging. And rather than having to just go out and like target women everywhere, you can start speaking exactly to the type of women who would be your customer, um, which I think is so cool. And that's, I think, a lot of behind of our Instagram page is not just like pushing products, but really just like pushing our story and who we are as a company. You know, it's not just about like, please buy my bra, please buy my bra. It's more like, please feel good about yourself. Please see that breastfeeding is normal. Please see that like, we love you, mm-hmm. you know, buy our bra or not, we love you. Yeah. And we just want to, to show the normalcy and the and the beauty of what happens when you empower other women. Yeah. I think the other thing I love about your brand is that I feel like you talk about the hustle a little bit. Like I've seen posts where you're like, you got bill rolls of fabric and you're putting them in the back of the car, you know, or you show <laughs> your daughter or like, you know, so there's, there's a realness to it, which I think is one of the things that people are getting a lot more aware of on social media too, is like, when I first started on Instagram, I would like follow all of these cookie cutter, perfect, catered women that would make me feel worse about myself. And now I follow like badass, honest, hustler, mama lady. 
Yeah. And that's my tribe. Those are my people. But I love you have mom tummies and flabby arms and love in life. You know, like you can have a flabby tummy and a big smile. Like that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can be happy even if you're not a size zero. I don't know if people knew that, but but it's possible. (laughs) Nobody told us this previously, but it is a thing. And it's amazing that we're all discovering it now. Like we don't have to be perfect. And that is perfect. It is Mm. perfect to be imperfect. Mm. So what does it mean to you? Because obviously when you started this, your daughter was pretty little. You were still nursing. But how old is she now? And has she grown up around the brand? And what does it mean to you to, to build this, you know, as you're like, you're raising two babies. You're raising her in this business. Oh, absolutely. And and it's funny. I mean, when I first started going to our development meetings, she was in a carrier you know, she wasn't like rolling over. She was a tiny baby. And now she's running around the factory, like climbing on rolls of fabric and, you know, causing mayhem. And she's like grown up in the factory, which is really cool. And I hope that if anything, she takes away from this, that like women can do anything they put their minds to anything, you Mm know, mommy was a real estate developer and then she decided to make bras. So she did, you know, I hope that that's what she's seeing. And and I love that when she plays in mud and all this stuff, like I just want her to grow up thinking she can do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I forgot like what the question is, but yeah, I mean, definitely she's almost three. So she's definitely grown up like in the factory. Yeah. And, and I think the cool thing about it too, is like, I grew up watching my mom build a business. It sounds like you grew up, you know, watching your mom kind of break through glass ceilings. And, and it is this thing of like, I think we're at this new phase where it's not just about uh, not just about watching mom do it, but it's also like in a way you're changing the system like more so than ever before because Absolutely. when our moms were doing it, they were still kind of renegades who were up in like up against this this system that men had made, and now through social media and through selling online and all of these other channels, you're able to carve out a space where like it's yours. It's not like you're having to, to compete like in retail up against big historic male owned brands. There's a way for you to create a space that, that, you know, is, is totally equitable, I guess. Yeah. I mean, when my mom was fighting for women's rights, they were burning bras, you know, and it was all about like taking away all the things that society was trying to tell women that they were supposed to be doing. And so we're doing the same thing sort of, but you know, it's evolved since then, you know, women can be feminists and wear makeup. Women can be feminists and wear bras. Women can be feminists and run companies. Like, you know, there's no just set, uh, way to be a feminist or a powerful woman anymore. You know, there is just all these variations of women coming up and deciding like, I can be powerful and do this at the same time. You know, and and society is telling me I should fit into this and bounce back immediately and be a good wife and a X Y and Z, but I'm not gonna do that, and that's okay too. You know, I mean, I think my mom taught me a lot, and she had to go through a lot, and you know, I have different struggles, and I'm sure my daughter will have her own types of struggles when she grows up, but I hope that she sees that, like, you know her mom and my mom and the women before us like made a lot of changes so her life could be easier you know Mm -hmm. so what about like hurdles you've faced along the way because obviously you put out you know a pretty strong message has anyone pushed back against that were there you know anybody any naysayers or people who challenged 
you know, your brand or your ability to do this? Not really. Um, you know, I've always been so loudmouth and <laughs> tough and kind of, you know, a loose cannon that I, maybe there are people thinking things, but too afraid to say it. Um, you know, I was born in Baltimore. There's not much people can do without me clapping back at them, you know? Mm -hmm. And so luckily I have not had to deal with very much other than people being like, well, that's stupid. You know, if that was going to succeed, it would have happened already. Mm. And I just remind myself when I hear that, that sort of thing, like the woman who invented Spanx was told the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Yeah. And look at her now. She's Look at her now. Yeah, she's killing it. Also, shout out to Spanx because I discovered them recently when I had a dinner party I needed to go to and I had a oh, dress yeah. I wanted to look good in and that took the real deal. The woman who created it, her whole story, the brand, the, I mean, it's it's inspiring. It's definitely, you know, I think of her and her brand on the regular to give myself motivation. Mm. And I think that's the other big thing is that like in the past, there were you know, limited examples of women doing, you know, big things. And so maybe there was a woman you, you looked at and you were inspired by, but she wasn't necessarily like in the same category or industry that you w were working on. And even now, I mean, Spanx isn't exactly in the same category. It's an undergarments, but there's another woman out there who, because of social media and because she puts herself out there, you can know about her and, and be inspired by her. And I think that like, you know, when your daughter grows up, she's going to have so many different women she could look to and you know, mom included. Uh. And I think the power of social media is really helping now for that. I mean, unfortunately the woman who started Spanx didn't have that. She, you know, was going into department stores and setting up booths, even though she didn't get permission to do that and like selling her product herself or like paying her friends to go in and buy them all out so the store would think she was doing well and then put her in more stores and that's very innovative and creative but these days we have social media and so we can build our brands through influencers and things like that and really help each other out and um that's been incredible you know to have the help of people bigger than you always helping you up you know bringing you up a a, a ladder um rung or whatever and and that's pretty cool. I mean, you, they're going to have so many women to look up to. They're going to have so many. So speaking of influencers, I noticed, and I'm sure you get asked about this all the time, but there is somebody quite influential who is a big fan of your bras, and that is <laughs> Jenna Jameson. And Oh, yeah. I, she and I are best friends. No big deal. She. So I, I don't think that's how I originally found out about it. I think I saw a post like I followed her after I followed you but talk about somebody who was known for being you know literally a porn star literally a sex object who wants to be known as something else now that she's a mom and she found that identity and found you know connection to your product because of that and I just thought that was so cool to, to read she's about that amazing she's been sober for multiple years now she you know, is constantly helping small brands and women, you know, she's just amazing. She loves her daughter more than anything. She has other children that she adores and she just, you know, will do anything to help other women out. Um, she's completely transparent. She's, 
I don't know. She's incredible. And the funny thing is, is that I had, the, you know, getting her on my side was totally accidental. I had this service that was like helping me with my Instagram and they messed up. And so I fired them. And uh, I was just like going out there myself and direct messaging people with large accounts who were posting pictures and the normalized breastfeeding hashtag. And I came across this picture. It was breastfeeding. All you could see were boobs and baby. I, it had like 3000 likes or something. I was like, that's pretty cool. So I went to the page. She had like over 200,000 followers. So I messaged her. I was like, Hey, I just came across your page. I'd love to send you a bra, you know, just let me know any color you want. Be totally fine. And she's, she messaged me back right away and was like, that'd be cool. Like, yeah, I'll take this one. And you know, this one, I was like, great. No problem. So the next day when I went to put the package together, I went back to her page so I could see what her name was to put it on the package. And it said Jenna Jameson with like the blue little check mark next to it. And I was like, wait a second. Have I just been casually messaging with Jenna Jameson and didn't even realize what I was doing? And it turned out that yes, I was. And I nearly peed my pants. It was just like so hilarious but she is so cool and uh I keep sending her bras she keeps wearing them and uh I don't know she's really awesome that's that's so cool I mean I I think that's the thing though is that you never realize who could connect with what you're doing or or your story until you kind of put it out there like you never know who you know could be a fan or a follower or a promoter of you and social media has this amazing potential to, to make. To um, connect people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible so cool. that you can like direct message somebody who's super famous and they have the choice to like get back to you or not. Like you don't have to go through, you know, their agents or, you know, any of this red tape. Like you can just literally send them a message like, hey, I want to send you some free stuff. And they can either just ignore you, which most people do, or they can be like, sure. Yeah, you can send me free stuff. You're like, really? <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome take all the things you can mm-hmm. have it all <laughs> so what so tell me because you mentioned the normalized breastfeeding hashtag so will you talk about that movement a little bit for anyone who doesn't know it and then what I'm curious to hear about too is like you know I I think of you as more than just somebody who makes bras now you're an advocate for this platform so what is that like as well before I guess while we were developing the bra or something that like inspired me to develop the bra was the fact that women are being told to cover up while breastfeeding when it's a hundred degrees outside or to go breastfeed in a bathroom, which is disgusting. You know, people are just trying to feed their babies and then society is telling them you're gross. You should go away. Boobs are for sex only. So get out of my face. I mean, that's so offensive on so many different levels. It's like insane. Um, so that was another idea behind the bras. I wanted them to be really bright and in your face because I wanted people to wear them like F you. I'm not covering up. I'm not feeding in a bathroom. I'm going to, my bra is going to show and I'm going to nurse right here and you can kiss my butt. And so the whole normalized breastfeeding movement is incredible. I mean, people are coming out in droves. So much support is so awesome. And I think just yesterday, I could be wrong about the date, but it just now became legal to breastfeed in public throughout all 50 states. Just now, like in 2018. Yeah. To so do fundamental that things. That wasn't even legal previously blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it just feels like we're, we're 
part of history right now. You know, this is something that should obviously have already been legal, you know, just like, you know, I'm not trying to be political or anything, but you know, if gay people want to get married, who cares that they get married? Let them get married. That duh. And so this also feels like a duh moment to me. Like if women want to breastfeed wherever they want, why, why do you care? Like let them breastfeed wherever they want. And so, you know, as outspoken and as kind of an aggressive person as I am, I mean, it's kind of my statement, like I'm going to make a neon pink bra and a mermaid bra. So when I breastfeed in your face, you know, you can see I'm part of a community that has my back. And, you know, I'm going to do this wherever I want and no one's going to stop me. It's just, I mean, it's incredible to me. I mean, I think, I think, you you know, in all these posts now, people are putting, women are putting covers on their faces. Like, this is what you do when people tell you to cover up. They cover their face instead of the baby. It's funny. (laughs) That's awesome. I think I think there's a new ta- hashtag that, to be had. It's like a Mama Bear Tribe or something like that. The bear, like Behringer, bear. Yeah, we have the Bear Army, like oh, nice. the EHR Army, like women who are just like, I'm gonna do what I want to do, and I've now joined this like army of women who are also doing it. You know, I mean, we are just gonna breastfeed where we want, and this is who we are, and we're doing it together. Like the bra is a symbol of a community. You know. Right. I feel like I want to like go somewhere and like be nursing my baby and see somebody else in one of your bras. Cause then I'm like, Oh, we can be friends now. Like, you know, <laughs> you go to the playground and you like, you're kind of like scoping out other moms, like, or when, whenever my kid gets a new friend, he comes home and he's like, yeah, I want to have a play date. And so-and-so I'm always like, well, what's their mom like? But I feel yeah. like if I saw another mom on the playground and she had like, you know, a tough vibe with the unicorn bra on, I'd be like, you can be my friend. If you ever see another woman with the same, you know, with a bear bra on, you guys better take a selfie and send it to me. I, I will. It sounds absolutely fair in my book because you will have made me a friend, obviously. So. It's, our, it's our mom tribe, our bear mom tribe. So my my last couple questions for you are kind of around that next generation, right? Because like one of the biggest goals with the Finding Fearless podcast is that I want to especially in the climate we live in right now, have young women hear this and, and know that there are badass women out there who are, A, going to support them on their way up. Because I think that when I was coming up in my career, there were still kind of women who weren't being supportive and that was a struggle. But I also yeah. want young women to know that regardless of what is going on politically in this country right now, like there is so much space for women to shine. And yeah. so I, I just wondered, you know, if there is advice you would offer to a younger version of yourself or to a young female entrepreneur out there or maybe even to your daughter like what would that advice look like well there still are women out there who will not help you and who will put you down and who will try to push themselves up by pushing you down I mean I encounter them on a weekly basis and you just have to find inner strength, remind yourself that there are women out there that are amazing, that not everyone is nasty. Most people are amazing. Um, But I didn't know that, you know, I just thought that women tore each other down. That was their thing, you know? And so when I was growing up, most of my friends were guys because I was scared of, you know, the nastiness that most of the other females I had been around were like. But it's not that way, in my opinion, anymore, especially when you find your tribe, like you were saying, you know, of course, there's going to be nasty people out there, but there 
are groups and communities of people you just have to find them that are like-minded that are supportive that are amazing and you know just keep searching find your tribe there it is out there everyone has a tribe and and yours is waiting for you you just have to find it so i i just you know people shouldn't get discouraged or feel lonely or let other people get them down you know everyone is amazing everyone is unique and we don't all belong in all different groups you know like we're not going to be welcome everywhere, but that's okay. You know, you will find people that will love and support you. So just don't give up. I love that you said that because there, I was reading this, this article. Um, and it, you clearly, that's like how I start everything. It's always like, I heard this thing on the radio. I heard this podcast. All of us. I mean, it's our lives now. <laughs> um, life. But like, I, I was reading this article from a, a woman who she's a female journalist and she writes a lot about, um, like me too stuff. And she writes about, uh, you know, equality stuff, but she was like, this is why I don't write about kind of like that, um, like that cattiness persona or like that cat fight mentality about women. She's like, there are terrible men in the workplace competing against each other all the time, but we don't have like a dog fight sort of mentality. Like she's like, I don't want to further that stereotype. There are terrible people. Sometimes they're going to be men. Sometimes they're going to be women. But overall, like, people are wonderful. People are amazing. And I don't want to shine spotlight on the negative. There are way more women out there who are lifting each other up. And that's what deserves the attention. Yeah, absolutely. And and if anything, I've been motivated by my haters. You know, like, okay, you really want to hate? That's cool. I'm going to show you what I can do. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just feel motivated by that. But most of the time, you know, it can be very hurtful and damaging to people. But, you know, exactly like you said. Yeah. I think women can be nasty, but. I think it takes the right kind of skin, too. Like, being an entrepreneur requires putting yourself out there in a way that not everyone wants to do and not everyone's comfortable to do, Um, you know. And that's okay. But if you do want to be an entrepreneur, you got to have that skin, I think. Oh, thick skin for sure. I mean, I, I, my dad taught me that like, you can't, you know, get emotional about real estate, you know, it's real estate. So just suck it up and keep moving. And that's kind of just the mentality that I've carried into the rest of my business aspects. You know, you just got to suck it up and deal with it. It's business, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is, that is all that I had for you today. I just want to tell you that a, I think you're awesome. Oh, you're awesome. It's badass. Um, I'm, I'm so happy I own one. I'm actually going to buy like three more today because I just realized they're so far superior to my other nursing bras. You're my hero. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming on. So there you have it, folks, my incredible conversation with Lindsay Berenger, owner and entrepreneur behind the incredible brand Bear Bras. I want to take a moment to talk about how fantastic Lindsay is as a person. I love the fact that social media can bring these bright, beautiful, ballsy people into your lives, change it for the better, make you inspired. Um, I think that any doubts I have about being an entrepreneur are completely dispelled when I talk to people like Lindsay who just go out and make shit happen and do it in a way that's really unapologetic. And I just feel like when I finally got to talk to Lindsay in person that I had made this like amazing new internet best friend. 
And along those lines of her being not just my internet best friend, but hopefully yours too, uh, Lindsay not only exists out on Instagram at Bear Bras, but she was amazing enough to give us a promo code for the listeners of this podcast. So if you want to go out and get an awesome Bear Bra for yourself, um, Bear being B-E-H-R, because she's Behringer. So if you want a bear bra, you can go to their website, and that is just B-E-H-R-B-R-A-S dot com, bearbras.com, and there you can purchase whatever you'd like and just put in the promo code FIT20, F-I-T-20, at checkout. And from there, you can get a discount on your bear bras purchase, courtesy of Lindsay for being just a sweet, supportive, badass, fellow entrepreneurial woman. So go out, give her some support and love, support her awesome company and the work she's doing. And in addition to supporting Lindsay, you can support this podcast by making sure to rate, subscribe, review, and tell a friend. So go on to wherever you found the podcast, whether that's on iTunes or Google Play, leave us a rating, tell us what you loved, and pass it on. Thank you for listening, and we will have more episodes soon.